do like to speak from time to time. Um, it is fun, um, and um, this morning is uh, going to be interesting. I got, I think Emily called me at like 6.30 last night. We were in the middle of Walmart. She says, hey, I need you to speak. Um, and um, I went, oh, good. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, man, I got to put something together quick. And normally I have a lot to speak about, but for some reason I drew a blank. And um, if you know anything about me, I'm not good at, like, uh, traditions, and I'm not good at, um, um, we just passed the holiday that I can't stand the most, which is Christmas. I'm, I'm definitely green, um, and I am the Grinch. I'm sorry. Um, I think that's why me and Aaron get along so well. He's Father Christmas, and I'm the Grinch. So, um, and uh, so I fought tooth and nail of going, like, what am I going to speak about this morning? What am I going to speak about? And... And it's like, well, I could do the traditional uh, New Year's uh, talk. Um, and then I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, and um, so that's what we're going to do this morning. Uh, somehow it fell on that, and that's where I started writing, and we're going to talk about that. So um, this morning we're going to talk about, and I think it, can you, there you go, um, reset. Um, I jotted this down last night, and I said, and I feel like this is my life and in, in, in a sum up of things. It says, have you ever been going so strong? Have you ever been just doing good, doing good, no problems whatsoever? For days, weeks, maybe even months, maybe even years you've been doing good. And then one day you realize you're not. Um, you wonder, you know, you wonder if it's a slump or if it's just a phase that you're in, you know, or, um, or you're... Um, you know, you just kind of fell into that, that, that hole or whatever. Um, and then you get to the point where you go, man, I got to, this is not going to go away. I might be stuck here. Um, I'm sure you guys have been there. Um, I've been there this year. I've been there a lot of years. I've been there a lot where everything is going good and everything is going strong. And then you get sideswiped and um, then you live in that. Um, and then you get to this point where you go, I just, and you, sometimes it's just so hard to say, I just need to reset. Um, this can be scary for all of us, um, people who think we have it together, to say that we need to reset. Um, and if you're like me, you've got some pride in you, you're like, I don't need to reset. I'm doing just good. I'm doing fine. Um, but if you're like me and people that think we got it all together, uh, it can make us feel like a failure. Um, and hitting the reset button um, sounds scary. Going back to ground zero, going back to, going back to what, um, you know, I'm reminded of many times of, um, and you never forget these. This is a weird thing about these things. And all those songs that you got to sing in Sunday school, if all of you remember what Sunday school is, I know most churches don't have Sunday school anymore, but, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible, and you got Zacchaeus in the tree, and um, there's a lot of songs that didn't make sense either, so we probably need to go back and look at some of those songs, uh, theology-wise, I don't know, but you never forget those songs, and, you know, every time I think about hitting reset, here's what I do. I go back to Jesus loves me, this I know. And um, that scares me because um, um, that, that, that is ground zero for me. And, um, but how special is that to, to go back to that place when 
your childlike faith was that of. You know, it's, it's fun. Most people would probably get annoyed at it. I don't. So the more your kids make noises, I'm happy with it. I love it. The kids get to sit up front and do worship. I love that they're screaming and yelling. They dance. Um, if you're in here before practice goes, Easton usually sits right up front, and after I'm done with some songs, he usually claps for me. Um, and uh, he's my biggest fan. Um, and, um, you know, um, I appreciate that. But hitting the reset button sometimes looks like going back to that. And that's scary because you're like, oh, man, I'm an adult. I, don't, I, I can't go back there. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I cannot go back there. Um, but we're going to look at that this morning. We're going to kind of we're going to kind of go. Um, we're going to go back to being a little kid for a little while. It says, "What if uh, God, in all of His sovereignty, led us to those vulnerable places?" Did you ever think of that? Um, I know some people will look at situations that they're in and go, "Why am I here? What, what's going on? Why did I? How did I get here?" And believe me, some of it is our own decisions. Some of it is our own mistakes. We put ourselves in there. We get ourselves in that mud, and we stuck. And, um, um, but have you ever just thought to think that maybe God put us there for a very, very good reason? It says, what if all along he's allowing us to run out of steam so that we finally stop? I know in my life I have a problem with stopping so God has to literally put walls up in my life to stop me. Um, sometimes he just has to straight up slap me upside the forehead. And, um, you know, um, back when I was a kid, um, when mom, <laughs> this is a whole nother world just so you know that your mom can listen to you alive while you're on here. Um, so, I'm, but when mom would get mad at you or she'd get angry at you, she'd flick you in the back of the head, you know, like, um, you know, and, Sometimes that works with me. Sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes I think the places that I've gone to and I've been in, I feel like it's God taking me to that place, that place of vulnerability, that place where I have to strip every single thing down. And um, not to, I won't try to, I'll try to stay off my soapbox a little bit, but we as the church are very bad at that. We are very bad at being vulnerable. Um, And... um, that's a whole nother thing we'll get off, go on. Um, but sometimes God is going to put us in these places, um, and he's going to let us run out of that steam. It's not that he doesn't have you. He's still got you. I promise you that. But sometimes God will take us to these places, and he'll let us just, just run out, like dead on the floor. And, and that's sometimes we just need that. Sometimes that's what he has to do to get our attention. Perhaps you have been sensing this, uh, uh, that something isn't right, that there is a whole lot going on in the world and you feel um, far removed. Or maybe you've been smack dab in the middle of it, spinning your wheels so fast you dug a rut um, and, uh, in the sand. Um, again, this is, this is speaking to my life in general. I know with COVID and I know with everything, it's kind of just put the brakes on everything. I don't know if you guys have uh, spent more time inside your house than any other place possible, but I have. And um, I'm okay with that. Um, me and my son are kind of like Batman. We'd rather just stay in our house and never leave. Um, and um, 
you know, it's been kind of good for, for us, um, but it also can, you know, if you're like me and you're constantly moving, working several jobs or doing this or that, like, you start running into this in your life. You, you start spinning your wheels, you start getting tired, and once you get tired, you still keep going, and then, then you turn into a wreck. And this is what he's talking about. You know, this is what I'm talking about, is like sometimes God will allow us to get to the place to where we just run out of it. And, uh, uh, and I think this one's one of the slides, um, Eli. says, what if uh, a reset is exactly what you need? And what does that really mean? Um, I found some interesting descriptions of what that means to reset something, and here are a few of them. Um, I did three of them. One is to set back to the initial state. Um, how many of you, <laughs> this might divide the room in half, so nobody kill each other over it. How many of you are iPhone users, and how many of you are uh, whatever that other thing is, uh, PC people, uh, that thing. How many are iPhone? How many got iPhones in here? Let's see. Okay. 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 Good. We'll all be in heaven together. Um, and uh, you PC people will probably try to be programming your way into heaven or something like that. I don't know what it. Um, but, anyways, I don't know how to work you guys' other phones. I know how to work an iPhone. And very rarely, well, I'm going to sell pitch my iPhone here, by the way, my phone messes up. But when it does, it messes up royally, and you have to reset it. Now, there's two ways to do this. There's a soft reset, and there's a hard reset. And um, your soft reset kind of basically just restarts your phone. Now, when you do a hard reset, um, John would probably know more than, than me on this because he's way smarter in this world. But it, I think it just shuts everything down and restarts from the beginning, um, from the initial state. I... That um, is, sometimes it has to be done. Uh, sometimes that has to be, we have to go back to where it was. Um, I know I've reset certain things to where I've had to return to a previous version of it um, in order to get back to where I was. Um, the next one says to set anew. Um, that's just fancy for saying to set it back up to, nor to back to factory settings, if you will. To adjust again after an initial failure. And this is the one that I, uh, I liked a lot. Um, to adjust again after initial failure. When it goes wrong, you reset it, and it resets back to normal. Sometimes you have to actually go back and erase everything and go back to your factory settings. Um, but my favorite thing about this is it says after initial failure. There's been many times in my life and I can't count them because there's so many times that I've gotten to the place of failure. And our loving God, our loving God, who we talked about this morning about washing our sins white as snow, he hits that reset button for me. And, um, you know, we've all been in that seat. You might be sitting in that seat this morning. You might be going, man, I'm in the failure state I might need to hit that reset button this morning. It says, allowing the Lord to set us back to our initial state, the state we were in right after we put our trust in him might be the exact kind of reset we need. I said, think about it. Those first days of getting to know the Savior, of spending time with him, of being overjoyed with new life, 
What if getting back to more of a childlike faith would make all the difference? Let's not forget the place from which we begun, delivered from sin and death, and made alive in Christ. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. If you, if you're been in, in faith as long as, and I'm, I'm saying this like I'm really old. There's some other people in here that make me, um, trump me on this card, but I've been in the church my whole life, and um, I have um, had my ups and downs, and um, you know I have gone astray, and then he's. You know, like a good shepherd, he comes and breaks my legs and takes me back and carries me back. Um, but I remember, I remember back when I was a kid, and I remember accepting Christ, and I remember how exciting it was, how that joy, that, that smile on your face was there, that new freshness. Freshness. I say words weird sometimes, so I, I'm... I'm I put S's on the end of everything. Don't pay attention to that, please, but I do that. It's weird. It's a New Mexico thing. Just just go there, and everybody puts S's on everything. Um, but I remember being so excited. I remember, I remember going to camp and accepting Christ and, and being excited and thought, man, this is great. This is, this is going to be fantastic. And fast forward, you know, 20 years, 15 years, well, this is all right. This is okay get down the road even farther. Man, this stinks. You know, we get so jaded about um, many things in life. And this year, speaking of this year, it, it has put some people in some really bad places. Um, and you can look at the numbers. You can look at whatever you want to do. Um, suicide, anxiety, depression is through the roof. Um, and what I want this morning, and we're going to read some scriptures out of Ephesians 4.20 in a second here. But what I want us to do is I want us to get back to that freshness. Like that, that place of brand new. Um, that excitement. Um, unlike any other time we've ever done this before. Because a lot of times we let life get in the way. Um, and we begin to let it eat at us, and then we become bitter. We become all kinds of things. And um, it says this in Ephesians 4.20. It says, but that's no life for you. You learned Christ. My assumption is that you have paid careful attention to him, been well instructed in the truth precisely as we have uh, it in Jesus. Since then... We do not have the excuse of ignorance, everything, and I do mean everything. Um, connected with that old way of life has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. And then take, and then take on an, uh, an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working yourself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. Here's what he's saying, because I had to take that out of the message because um, sometimes I can't read the King James or whatever because it makes no sense to me. Um, but here's what he's saying. He says, that old life, let's get rid of it. 
Let's get, let's get it out of the way. He says, it's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. And then take on an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life. And this always got me. This always made me think about, um, and you'll always hear me speak very real and very true about churches and faith. Um, that scares me. Because all my life, I thought, man, it just sounds like, to me, like a God-fashioned life. Like, I got to be perfect. Man, if we got to be perfect in here, I'm, I'm leaving because I can't be perfect. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to fail you. I'm going to fail many people. I'm, that's, that's, that's my nature. But then it says this, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. It's not about a face thing. It's not about putting on fancy clothes and looking real good. Because I can look real good. I could come next week, button my shirt up. Um, usually I have a dinosaur shirt on too, so <laughs> or a wrestling shirt, one of the two. Uh, but I could come next week and I could have my shirt nice and buttoned up. No tattoos showing. I could be, I could shave my beard down and make it look like I'm not homeless. This is what I got, guys. I'm sorry. I wish, I wish it grow more. Um, but that's just all face things. It's, you're going to see that and go like, oh, man, he might look, he might say, he looks nice. But that doesn't mean that the inside of me has changed. And it says, renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct. The inside is what we got to look at. Your heart. Where is your heart? What is your heart condition? Is your heart good? Or is your heart barely beating? Um, you know, it says, God, uh, it says, your conduct has God accurately reproduces his character in you. I've always heard, you know, you've seen them, uh, another. Um, Christian-y thing that I, uh, man, I wish it would just have gone away quicker than it would, but it almost makes sense. Some of these dumber things that you see, like you go, okay, I'm tired of seeing these things, and then you realize, like, it kind of makes sense. Remember the bracelets, what would Jesus do? Um, I hated those things. Just was, no, it just wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't my thing, I'll just tell you that much. But think about it. Conduct. How it reproduces in your character. How do you treat people? How do you treat life? How do you do life? See, this isn't about a transformation on the outside. It's not a transformation of me tricking you. It's a transformation of my inside being changed from him. Not for you, not for anybody else, but he's the only one that can do this transformation. And I fully believe this, that in the heart, when God comes in and he completely reconstructs everything, because that's what he's going to do. He's going to come in and he's going to look at you and go, eh, some of this stuff doesn't need to be here. We need to clean house a little bit. It's going to stink and you're not going to like it because I don't like it. Um, I want to be me. I want to be John. I want to run against the grain. But God comes in and goes like, you know what? We don't need this. We don't need this. We don't need this. 
And you know what he does. He just doesn't kick the stuff out, and he just doesn't go like, okay, well, you don't need this, but he replaces it with his character, with him. This is what comes out of us. This is the joy. God doesn't just replace stuff in your heart and go like, I'm just going to leave it there. God comes in, he changes you, and he makes you a different person. How do I know? Well, if you've ran across me anywhere else, and I wasn't in a church, most people, when I, let's just put it this way, when I first moved to Broomfield, I am a sore thumb in Broomfield. Um, I've told most people this, I think when I, go to, when I started first mowing my lawn, I think the neighbors thought they could come ask me to mow their lawn, because um, that's what I was here for. Um, and they stared at me funny, they'd come out and they'd look at me, and I get it, it's okay, like I'm not worried about that, I've, I've been there, done that, and I look, I look mean. Um, but as you get to know me, my man, I'm giving you my secrets away, so don't tell anybody else. Um, God has softened my heart, and I'm a different person on the inside. You get to know me, and um, to my fault, I will probably give you everything that I have. Um, and that's only because of him. Because if it was up to me, you guys wouldn't mean a hill of beans to me. That's what God, that's what God has so miraculously done in my life. And so I know that because of the transformation that has taken place in my life. I know that in my heart, God has done some massive changes. And I know that this is something that in that scripture he's talking about. He's talking about like, get rid of that garbage in your life. Get rid of that stuff that you're carrying. Get rid of that that junk. You don't have to jangle it around behind you anymore and drag it down um, I'm going to take care of it. No, he's not going to come in and he's not going to make everything peaches and your life is going to be great. You're going to be a millionaire and um, you're going to have jets and, and it'll be all great. I wish I could tell you that and I wish it wasn't. I wish I could just make you smile that way. But it's still going to be hard. But everything that we do, we do in Christ. And God will give us that ability to get through that stuff by him being inside and then I said, um, I said this, how different would our lives be if we asked God to set things anew and sincerely meant it? <laughs> uh, and then I said, what about our daily, what would our daily routines uh, look, would they look the same? Uh, would our attitudes remain um, as they are? We make these things every year, and I don't know if you're like me, I don't make them because I'm just going to break them, and I think they're dumb anyways, but... We all, and I'm sorry if you made some, please stick to them. Um, I'll give you my gym membership that I've had for two years and maybe went twice, as you can tell, my beautiful body. Uh, uh, but we make these New Year's resolutions and we make these things. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, you're going to fail. And it's okay. He's got you. He's got you. He is got you. And if we get to a place to where um, uh, we ask God to set our hearts anew, make something new in my heart, God. If we got to a place, our routines, the way we acted around people, the way we did things would be completely different. You guys watch the news. You guys see all the things that are going on. 
People are hurting. People don't have Christ in their lives. They're hurting each other. We're bringing people down. It's not who he is. So I encourage you to look at that. I encourage you to, to talk to God. Don't, don't make these promises, but live this life. Live, live the life of being a little different. It says in 2 Corinthians, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We've heard that a lot. We've heard 2 Corinthians 5.17 about a million times. But how true is that? He is a new creation. It didn't, didn't, did, you, did you get that? Like it doesn't say that this is a new creation. He's, he's not taking your old self and just fixing it. He, he's saying, I'm making you a whole new creation. The old is gone. The old is down the street. It's, nobody cares about it anymore. He looks back and goes, I don't know what you're talking about. He says, behold, the new has come. You stand in front of him new. Giving ourselves permission to hit the reset is more about living as a new creation in Christ and less about trying to muddle through life on our own. We don't have to remain the same. We don't have to remain in the same old places, entangled in the same old sin. Those things have passed away. We can choose to start over each and every morning. I put this. I said, "Could it be?" that the reset we are looking for is really sanctification. To be made holy as he is holy. If you're like me, the word sanctification feels too big to comprehend. As Christians, we have learned it dozens of times, but we still don't get it. Life gets in the way, and soon we realize that we are deeply ingrained in the stuff on earth. the reset button. We choose to start over each and every morning. Like I said, we're going to fail. Um, and I'm going to skip the uh, verse in John, um, but I'm going to come back down to First John 1, 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to just forgive us our sins um, and to cleanse us from all the unrighteousness. We, we just took communion this morning. This is exactly what it's talking about. His blood. You know, my favorite part about this is it says he is faithful and just. And just. There is the just part in there. To forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, there isn't anything that you've done there isn't anything, there isn't how, how far you've gone, there isn't anything you've done that will make him turn away. This isn't a message of talking to you this morning and we're going to have an alt call just because I don't want everybody up here, but this isn't a message about accepting Christ because I just don't do that. 
I want this to be an examination of your heart this morning. I want this to be an examination of where your heart is. Have you asked him to forgive you? Have you gone down that road or are you just hiding it? It's easy to do. We can all hide our, our, our problems and we can all do this and we can all do that, but it says he's faithful to forgive our sins. <laughs> faithful. It's not like he's sitting up there going, oh man, here he did it again. I have to forgive him. You know, I think he smiles and goes, man, that's my kid. <laughs> he messed up. <laughs> I love him, though. It says, we can remove the falsehoods we've come to believe by clinging to the world of truth. We can revise our habits so that the destructive ones no longer have a place. We can, in a sense, push a restart button on the circuit of our hearts by simply recommitting everything to him and asking him to reorder our priorities. I said, I don't know about you, but in the new year, I want to live differently. I want to thank God for the past. The look expectantly toward the future. I am willing to let go of anything that isn't ordained by him. And then I put this, I said, are you ready to push the reset button in faith in life? Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's got this. He's got you. And it's going to be an amazing year. I know some of you are probably looking down that, that tunnel of, oh man, this is a new year. Look what last year brought us. I know some of you are tied up and, and it doesn't really matter. Tied up about what's going on with our president. We don't serve him. We serve our Savior. It doesn't matter who's in that office. It doesn't matter who doesn't matter what comes down that tube. I serve him before everything. So if that's where your head is, that's just one. I got some good news for you. He's got you. Your allegiance as a Christian is to him, not to who runs our country. Everything's going to be okay. If you're in that place of um, you're spinning your wheels, I don't know what life is going to bring down the tube. I don't know what the outcome is. I don't even know what tomorrow is going to look like. Every day is a new day. The sun's going to come up. What is it, Trading My Sorrow song? Uh, yeah. Just go listen to that song. It's a great song. But the sun always comes up. It's a new day. It's a new opportunity in him. If that's you, um, he's got you. 
And if you're in a place where you're just going, I don't know, I may not even have accepted Christ, I may not even have, I have so many questions. That's okay. He's got you. If you're in a place to where you're hiding things, you think, man, I've fooled man. I've got that over their skin. They think I'm just fine. But inside you're melting. Inside you're on fire. This is what he died for. He is the good shepherd. He just doesn't let you roam off and get eaten by the wolves. In fact, like, like we've sang many different songs, he He'll leave all the other sheep just to go find you. And if you're in that place where everything is just fantastic, you're lying. I'm just kidding. God's got you too. So this morning as we look at these scriptures and we look at the word reset. I so didn't want to bring a New Year's type of sermon, but, you know, that's what was screaming. Hit the reset button. I wish I, was trying, I, wish I had one of those, like, you see those buttons, those big red buttons that you push? I was going to make you all push a button, then I figured we'd all end up with COVID, and then that wouldn't be good or something like that. So, but that button... Um, just hit that button. And I'll say this. Hit that button, and if I'm wrong, you, you know where I'm at every Sunday. He can come yell at me. But I promise if you give everything to him, if you hit that reset button and you honor him, and you give everything that you have to him, let's be the church this year. Let's stop messing around. I know we all have our lives, and I know that we are very, have many, 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 many things going on. But let's be the church. We see the world, and we see the unkindness that's happening. We see all the things that are going on. Let us be that, that light. Let us be in that gap. And um, let's hit that button together. It may be scary, it may be hard, and you may go, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. And I'll leave you with this. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. He had me then and he has you now. So, I think what we're going to do is, I need to pay attention to time. Ooh, we got time to sing a song. Would you all mind singing a song with me? I kind of want to sing a song this morning. So if you guys, if I could get you guys to come back up, I would love it. And um, and this is a good opportunity, by the way, just to be able to tell you that um, I am so thankful for my team and the guys that are up here. Um, I know, where's he at? Yeah, that's my mini-me. Um, he's not so mini um, and I'm sure he'd rather be in his bed or with his 
I call it his McDonald uh, ordering headset on playing video games. Um, I always ask him to order me a cheeseburger. Um, and usually around 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, I have to ask him to stop yelling at the TV because um, I'm trying to sleep. But I am so thankful that he's here. He plays faithfully for me, and um, he uses my stuff, which get your own stuff. But I love him to death. Um, Wendy, man, Wendy's been here with me for a while, and um, I appreciate her. She makes me laugh all the time. I appreciate you. And then these two back here, they have some really cool kids. They're cool, but their kids are pretty much cooler than they are, I'm not going to lie. Um, when you see Emily walking around with a giant bag of pirate booty that she can pretty much jump in, um, uh, I love them. But their heart, guys, they stand back here every week, and they're here for me every single week, unless he's shooting animals, which uh, I'm not a fan of, but, you know, he, he that's his thing. Um, they, they are back here all the time, and they've been here since day one that I got here, and I appreciate them. And um, I know I do this every year, and it's my time because I can do this, and you can't do nothing about it. That guy back there, he's my friend. I love you, Fred. He's a good dude. He makes me smile. I appreciate you, Fred, a lot. We wouldn't have sound in here if it wasn't for that man. We wouldn't have online sound if it wasn't for that man. And um, I appreciate him a lot. It's a good dude back there. And uh, my computer people, one. <laughs> I'm not going to embarrass her. But if you want to run computer and help us out, you're always welcome to. We have one. She's always here, always working hard. And she's amazing. And so now that I got that out of the way, because I can again, we're going to sing a song. Um, I'll try not to mess it all up. Let me get it out. Oh, while I'm doing this. Aaron is sick, and I, we truthfully don't know. He maybe just had a stomach issue or whatever. But let me tell you about that guy. He's an amazing dude. He has the biggest heart on the planet. I'm sad he's not here this morning, <laughs> partly because I don't like doing his job. But um, I love that guy to death. I've been here, I think, two or three years now. But I've been with that dude for 17 or 18 years now. Through everything together, everything. My lowest of lowest to the highest of highest. And, um, you know, I pray that God heals him and 
fixes whatever's wrong with him uh, this morning, and then I and I miss him um, this morning. And you know, uh, before you leave or before you uh, go to sleep tonight, just say a prayer for him. Um, you know, I Emily said he was feeling a little bit better after he ate last night, so hopefully he's just resting up and he's feeling better and all that junk will pass or whatever. But I just want to say this, and I want to say this more than anything, and I want you to hear my heart out. You guys have a pastor that has the biggest heart for this. There could be one person in this building here, and that man would run through the building walls for you. And he is so passionate about Jesus. It kind of, it's just, it, it rubs off on you and makes you who you are. I love him to death for that. And, um, you know, as we start off the new year, um, I am uh, looking forward to see what God's going to do here and God, what God's going to break through in this church. And, and um, you know, Aaron has got that. Um, he's going to, he's excited too. I know it. And um, I'm sure it's killing him that he's not here this morning. I don't think I've ever seen him sick enough to be gone in my whole time being with him. So this is kind of odd. So hopefully he's doing okay. But why don't you guys stand with me? Um, I just want to be near your heart. 
Thanks for letting me spend some time with you this morning and share my heart with you guys. Um, I love you guys, and um, I can't wait for what the rest of the year is going to be. Um, and just so I don't get murdered when I get home, my daughter's not up here. <laughs> um, and uh, she just started singing with us, and it's pretty stinking awesome, I'm not going to lie. It's been, a, it's been a long time trying to get her up here, and uh, um, it's nice to have her next to me. And... Um, yeah, I can't believe I forgot that almost. Might have to sleep outside. Uh, uh, but thanks for letting me spend time with you guys this morning. And uh, I love you. And I can't wait to see you guys next week. Please come back. Um, uh, Aaron will be here. And I promise you, he is way better than I am, like 100%. And um, you'll want to hear what he has to have coming up for the new year. I know I'll look and look at social media stuff too. I know we have some fasting stuff coming up in prayer. Um, <laughs> it's weird because I make slides for that and I don't even know the dates. But just look. I'm sure I'll put it up there. I'll find it out somehow. But uh, uh, and um, man, see this is uh, I, I I get to keep you here for one more time. Phoebe's not here. Um, Phoebe is our drummer that doesn't even come to this church, but she comes every week for me. So uh, Phoebe's amazing. Um, she's super quiet, but she will rock your face off. And um, I love that she's here. She plays at her other church on the first week, so that's usually why she's not here the first week. Um, but know that we miss Phoebe and the beat. So um, guys, have a great day. Have a happy new year. Um, you know, say hi to one another, and um, we'll definitely see you next week, and um, um, just may God bless you, and, um, you know, um, hit that button, all right? All right, guys, I love you. Goodbye.